This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com slash potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com slash potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Tara Sokol, and Joe, I'm my fellow co-host, and... uh, Thank goodness, not a member of the Usher family, Chris Dewar. Today's episode reviewing the miniseries, The Fall of the House of Usher. This was a gothic horror drama television miniseries created by Mike Flanagan uh, and exclusively on Netflix. This is loosely based on the short story of the same name as well as other works by Edgar Allan Poe. Now, Chris and I are both Flanagan fans. Uh, pretty much everything he's done... You, you can't deny the guy is a horror genius. And when we heard about this one, this is supposed to supposedly supposed to be his last big miniseries that he's going to be doing, but never say never. Um, seeing the trailers, this was marketed as Succession meets Edgar Allan Poe. So I was very intrigued to see what they're going to do with this. There's so much to talk about, but we are going, we want you to enjoy this for yourself. So there's going to be no spoilers today. We're just going to kind of really our overview, uh, Flanagan himself and the style and whatnot. But Pretty excited uh, to dive into this. So, Chris, uh, give us a brief synopsis of The Fall of the House of Usher. So, The Fall of the House of Usher, we mainly follow the father, Roderick Usher, and his twin sister, Madeline. And we find out that over the course of two weeks, six of Roderick's children, not all from the same mother, die in mysterious and brutal ways and he has to face his past to kind of figure out what is going on and what i love about this show is as you said taylor flanagan finds a way to blend realism with the kind of supernatural horror in that you could almost look at this entire show as is the supernatural element even there? Is it real? Or is this all just, yeah. you know, what was always going to happen for this family? Um, and we we follow kind of 
different time periods, uh, especially with Roderick and Madeline. We see them from young kids to kind of adult life before they become this kind of mega pharmaceutical company. And then present day when their family is kind of being torn apart and a great element throughout the whole show is we have this mysterious stranger known as Verna played by the lovely Carla Gugino. And she shows up in multiple kind of iterations and we're not quite sure what she is, who she is, but there's a whole backstory that we're not going to give away, but she was fantastic in the show. And that's the thing that Flanagan has done from, you know, all these shows he's done on Netflix and even, uh, you know, some of his films is that he likes to reuse a lot of the same cast. So you're going to recognize almost all of these cast members uh, from previous, you know, Midnight Mass, the House of Haunted, you know, Haunted Hill and yeah, Blind Manor. So you're going to recognize a lot of them. Um, I think a fantastic addition that I believe was the first time um, for the Flanagan verse, if you will, was Bruce Greenwood as the older Roger Gusher. Um, we follow him a lot, and he was actually well. He's not is yeah. He he actually's worked with in him what before. Uh, in his one of his first movies, uh, Gerald's. Oh, Gerald's Game. Game. Okay, I've never so, seen that uh, one. Yet. Yeah. So, but yeah, not but none of his other series. But having Bruce Greenwood as kind of the main character we follow fantastic job i was i was laughing with chris i was like man bruce greenwood is being more things and he, he has such a he's had such a diverse filmography but i think honestly he's a huge standout of this of this film or sorry the series um and it's actually funny because him and uh carly Gugino's character are kind of the two main leads of gerald's game so it's oh, kind okay. of so cool to see them come back in different roles and kind of trade and chew up the scenery together but yeah i mean you got you know Henry Thomas, we love Kate Siegel. You got Rahul Kohli, Samantha Sloyan, Tania Miller, Michael Trucco. I mean, as I said, a lot of these actors who we've had in the previous um, stories. Another great addition was Mark Hamill as Arthur Pym. He plays the family's attorney. Um, very grisly. I mean, Mark Hamill's getting up there in age. You know, this is this this takes his a. Uh, his older version of Luke Skywalker and just makes him even more. Just, yeah, just get the thing. Just get the thing. He's going yeah, to yeah, Luke, Luke. If he smoked too many death sticks, it's like, what are you doing? Now, shit? Just, <laughs> which was <laughs> kind of funny. Um, yeah. I, what I found really great about this, this mini series is the way in which Flanagan incorporates these Edgar Allan Poe, you know, stories into his main plot. You know, they're not the device in which all the action goes down, but the way each episode is titled one of the stories from Poe's works and even how some of those elements then influence the death of some of these characters. And I love, to the imagery that throughout the whole show, Roderick's being, like, haunted by the visions of these bodies of his children and they pop up in all all different ways. And it is, is very creepy. You know, you're like, all of a sudden he's like, you know, a main big plot of this whole show is we have Carl Lumbly, who we loved in, um, Dr. Sleep. 
He's been used by Flanagan before. He is this attorney who has, you know, been for decades trying to get the ushers to try to pinpoint something on them. And they never, nothing ever bad goes wrong for the ushers. And a main big plot is that they're in this old creaky house that Roderick used to live in with his sister and his mom. And he's being interviewed. And it's basically like, I'm going to give my final confession. I'm going to confess to everything. But throughout the whole time of this interview, which happens throughout all eight episodes, there's times where all of a sudden a flash of a body or something happens and Roderick totally freaks out. But August Dupin can't see what he's seeing. You know, it's like he's not seeing the same yeah. spirits. Yeah, he just looked like, okay, dude, are you, like, why are you freaking out? You know, it's like, so, I mean, the way like that they had out. to interweave all these these elements, you know, again, it's like, okay, let's let's take a show and make it about the works of Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, well, what, you know, what fall of the House of Usher, sending in a modern era, having this kind of ghost story throughout, it was just brilliant. And they could have, and they could have done it, um, I think in a lesser capable hands, it would have not gone as well, because at first, uh, and I, I almost worried that every episode was like, oh, well, this is just going to be like, there are going to be little stories within mm-hmm. a story. But it is a very good overarching plot. I mean, everything from the characters are names from poems uh, to characters and, you know, uh, other Poe works. I mean, even the character Verno, who we don't really understand her, her name is an anagram yeah. for Raven. So it's like, you know, so a lot of these like little things, but I mean, sets uh the the tone uh you know the music choices and again it really throughout it i was just it's such a gripping you know cautionary tale of you know greed um that lust for power and what are you willing to sacrifice to get it and um and it just i always love seeing flanagan's works because of the main highlight for me is the casting because it's so great to see him reuse these cast members over and over again from uh, his own very own wife, Kate Siegel, who's who's amazing um, to um, just such a good mix. I mean, again, like you said, Bruce Greenwood, but Carla Gugino and she like, although she plays a lot of different roles in different uh, series or films, this is like she puts on so many different hats in this because she kind of is she again, you don't really know what what or who she is, but she keeps seeming to show up. And like different costumes or different like you know um, moments with the Usher family, that I was just like, man, like get her, get her an Emmy for this. I mean, it was just just incredible. Yeah, the casting's top notch and production value is all there on the screen. And Flanagan keeps you invested, and even the kills are like really gruesome and fun to watch. I mean, there was, <laughs> I think, you know, we. You look at, okay, The Haunting of Hill House, Blind Manor, Midnight Mass. Some of Flanagan's work is a slow burn. It's not all going to be right off the bat. But, like, by the ep- end of episode two, it was like, holy moly. There's just a whole scene that was, like, so graphic and disgusting. But it just worked so well for that episode. And then each one going forth. And I have to say, one of my favorite episodes, just as a personal cat dad, was episode four, The Black Cat. Um, was some fantastic just chaos with this cat. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's like what a brilliant way to weave these stories together using your cast. And I think, especially, you know, we're in spooky season, we love a good ghost story. And 
it's just good to see something of high quality once again done by Mike Flanagan. I think he is truly one of the top voices right now in horror and storytelling. And it just makes me excited to see what he's going to do next. I mean, he he's already tackled some big properties. And clearly Netflix is a big fan of him having to get all these shows he's been able to do. So I'm curious to see what he's going to do next. Um, you know, there's been rumors for a while now that he's possibly going to tackle the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, which we had that one movie. No one saw it. No one cared. But um, it came and it went. <laughs> just as sad as that bullet in the movie but he definitely has the eye i think to handle a major series like that and that would be it'd be very interesting to see him tackle something where like a game of thrones you know like a stranger things what if he gets to tell a story that needs multiple seasons to tell it i think he has the eye and the the brain power to kind of handle that kind of thing because he's clearly shown you know, even though Blind Manor wasn't my favorite after Hell House, there's still a lot I could respect in it. And again, the storytelling, we both love the Midnight Mass. Um, I thought that was brilliant. And Doctor Sleep is a fantastic, you know, follow up and sequel to The Shining. I think he he could do it. Um, so again, we have to wait and see. I'm sure he's got other projects up his sleeve, but whatever he's going to do next, it's going to be fantastic. So for me. Fall of the House of Usher. I couldn't wait to watch each next episode. I love just how it all came together. Um, I thought it was a satisfying yeah. conclusion. Um, and even the way the last like scene p- pays off was a very fun, just like, again, thinking of Edgar Allan Poe, thinking of The Raven, his like most famous work. It was just brilliant. So for me, I'm giving The Fall of House of Usher a 9 out of 10. Good choice. I'm going to go the same way. 9 out of 10 for me. And you yourself can watch every episode of The Fall of House of Usher and other Flanagan works streaming exclusively on uh, Netflix. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.